Hey, gang. Re- welcome back to another Rusty Move podcast. I'm in the hot seat today. This is Chris. And uh, I don't know what Matt's doing. He's probably, I'm not sure what he's doing. He's probably just hanging out. Who knows? By the time you're listening to this, Thanksgiving is going to be over, but we're getting ready for that. My birthday is actually tomorrow. This is a big week for us. It's my birthday. I turned 66 on uh, Wednesday. Thanksgiving's on Thursday. You're going to hear this on Monday or whenever you're listening to it. But the holidays are here, and I think November or December are two kind of my favorite months of the year. I like the transition. I like all that stuff that comes with it. We got a lot of sales going on, so check out if you need cod liver oil or spirulina corella or whatever you need, but uh, feel free to reach out to that. Also, the book. We still have the Rusty Moo book, and just to let everybody know that uh, you get the audio with that if you order it from our website. So lots of good stuff coming on. Matt's been at a couple things, a couple new things coming out. Probably going to have this thing called Epsom salts with essential oils. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think you're going to be excited about that. But enough of that. Housekeeping for Ontario Living. Again, lots of good stuff coming up this year. But I have my sister in the house today. So my sister, Paula, we probably, it's the out of the three of us, my older brother, Nick, and then my younger sister, Paula. The troublemaker in the middle. But not troublemaker in the middle. <laughs> I'm in the middle. But my sister is... When we lost my mom a few years back, I really looked at my sister as a spitting image of my mom and certain things, certain You're things. You're going to try to make me cry here? I'm just saying. So what I really was, again, I'm not getting down the rabbit hole too far here, but just the caring and love you had for your mom. And it was just. So did you. Yeah. And, but it yeah. was really special the way you took care of her and all that stuff. So anyway, I just want to give you a little backstory on my sister. She just has a great heart. She's in this. She's in this space. She's been in it for a long time, and it's always good to have her coming back. She wrote a book called Nature's Child. She'll talk a little bit about that today. We have these available, so if you need to get a hold of those, let us know. Shoot us an email. We're happy to get this to you. But which led us into this conversation that we're going to have today. So with that being said, I'm going to let my sister introduce herself a little bit. She's been in this space her whole career. Now she's in a different pl- space in her career. But with that being said, honey, welcome to the Rusty Move podcast. To be back. This is super fun. I think the last time I was here. Yeah, get a little closer to the mic. Yeah, there you go. Kristen. Yeah. We went over some similar kinds of things, but we're going to talk a little bit. Move a little about... closer. Yeah, oh, there you go. Okay. But you also did a, a yoga retreat with Kristen we just got back in California. That, and that was just amazing. It was just such a, re- I really felt the difference coming back after that. Just the rest and restoration that you got when you just focus on and you're just in that space where you're in nature and then you're just with these amazing women and then you're make, eating great food and we did yeah. a great hike and all the stuff that w- goes with it. it was just and I'm not even like that much of a yoga person yeah. but it was really great right it was so so fun yeah that was so great. move just a little closer to the mic oh I'm still not there you go close or enough. you can pull the mic towards you oh okay yep Matt's gonna be mad because I didn't do a little housekeeping here so all on right. that but is that better yeah that's better okay. yep so again but so again, I, you had that. I actually spent some time with your son, Mac, and his girlfriend, Allie, up north last weekend, which, really which was really fun. Yeah, it was really time. fun to spend time with them. Yeah. So give the listeners a little backstory on your career. Okay. So I just retired after 38 years as an occupational therapist, and I've spent the majority of my career in working in a program called Early On, which is a birth to three program. For children, they have special needs and children that are at risk for different kinds of issues. 
And which I really enjoyed that, that job. I really enjoyed it. I'm having, I'm struggling a little bit actually, because I'm trying to find my new purpose and my new goal and my new whatever. I thought I would be just running for the hills, super excited. And like first couple of weeks I was, and then I was like, okay, now what? But so I, yeah, I worked as an OT for 38 years, learned so much along the way. I really have a passion for working with children. And about 15 years ago, I went back to school and became a naturopath, which is a, actually, we consider ourselves more of an educator than a doctor, even though it's considered a naturopathic doctor degree. But we really want to empower and educate people on how to deal with the body, how to deal with children, how to deal with different kinds of issues related to all sorts of things to deal with health, which we're going to talk about today. And that really changed my career in terms of how I interacted with the kids and the families and giving them, instead of them all their children always being on medications, there was always another way. And that's what led me to, to write the book because I used to always get the question, what's wrong with my kid? Meaning whether it was a behavioral issue or they had an ear infection or they were moody or they didn't sleep. Whatever the issue was, instead of throwing medication at it, we wanted to look at it a different way. So my book is more of a reference book in terms of looking at just what would you do instead of just the typical be on antibiotics for an ear infection kind of. And again, you and I talked about when you were writing this book about the title. Yeah. And you wanted to name it, What's Wrong With My Kid? And then, but you wanted to go, I don't really want to, What's Wrong With My Kid? You want to go more on the positive side. I would get that question all the time. And my husband, Dave, was very, he really wanted the book to be named that for some reason. So I didn't do that. I named it Nature's Child because I just thought it would grasp more people's um, attention to. But, but really, the conversation is, what's wrong with my kid? Right. That's the conversation. And, and so you and I talked a little about this. And you have, I think I want the listeners to understand that not only you were educated in this space, but you lived it. Yeah. And so you could see if they're drinking too much processed milk or too much processed whatever or their behavior or whatever. It's all linked together. And that was, okay, I've been doing this so long. I really need to treat the the, the problem, not the symptom. Which is a naturopathic value. It's just you go back to the root cause. Talked about that, which is definitely what On Target Living does, too, is we're looking at the root cause and trying to find ways to bring that body back in balance as opposed to just covering up symptoms. So for the, everybody out there, just think about this too. You probably have, whether it's nieces, nephews, kids, grandkids, whatever, we're, we're all going to be surrounded by kids, but sometimes you have to step back. I, we have, Paul and I have five grandkids now, and it's interesting when they eat well and they get outside and move and then they get enough sleep, their behavior is pretty good. Yeah. But if you yeah. start taking some of those pieces out of the pie, mm-hmm. behavior's not so good. Yeah. And it's always interesting, like when they come up north for the, in the summertime, you know, you they're very, they're, they're tired, they sleep, they're active. But sometimes it's, again, life, you, we, everybody gets busy. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what we wanted to discuss today. So so that's the title of this pod, this podcast today is What's Wrong With My Kid? Right. So why don't we start out? We have, you have five of these. And so we'll summarize them at the end. But the first one is ear infections. Probably the first question I get from parents because number one, childhood type of illness and 
or otitis media. So you just basically, kids are having ear infections. Part of that is their anatomy. And what I mean by that is those eustachian tubes are more horizontal with children until they get a little bit older. So the drainage can't happen as, as well. So over time, that's, of course, that's what's going to happen. And then other things will relate to uh, what can cause those ear infections. So what typically is the, what we do is they go on antibiotics, they go to the doctor, they go on antibiotics, and then they have these reoccurring antibiotics, which then sometimes leads to gut issues because it strips away the good flora in the gut and all of those types of things. So I try to present to them, let's look at it a different way. What is causing those ear infections? Is it a food sensitivity? Are they just not in good health? What is going on with that? And one of the big things that we talk about usually is dairy. And I, I just say, I'm not saying you ha- you your child is allergic to dairy, but dairy is a clogger. It causes mucus to happen in the body. Mucus sits in those eustachian tubes, and then the next thing you know, you have an overgrowth of bacteria, and then you've got an ear infection. So then how do you treat that? So number one, I look at the going back to the cause. Maybe we have a food sensitivity. Maybe they're eating too much sugar, which is also causing that bacteria to grow. So looking at the diet, number one, you want to look at that foundation, as you guys talk about all the time, first. And then there's other different things that you can do to help with with ear infections. Super simple things like just doing some eardrops at the health food store. You can get these mullen and garlic eardrops. So instead of running to get an antibiotic, maybe we just put some eardrops in their ear. That takes care of the bacteria. And then we're not into that antibiotic roller coaster. So so let's back up for a second. Okay, so we're gonna look at the we're gonna look at what they're eating. And you talked you've always talked told me about this, kind of educated me, but what's they what they crave the most is what they probably need to avoid. Yes. So and that's true with all of us. Yeah. So what it's cheese or milk or whatever. Are your, and they're usually ultra-processed foods. So ultra-processed foods, look at that, especially mm-hmm. the dairy. And then from there, the drops. So if I go to the health food store, what am I looking for? You, just, you can just go into that children's section and you'll see them. They'll be like a little thing right in the section where the colds and that kind mm-hmm. of thing is. They'll have these drops. And they usually, the two ingredients, they usually have them, is garlic and the other one is an herb called mullen. So mullen and garlic are the two, what we're looking right. for right. with the drops in the children's section at the health food store. And mullen is an herb that's used a lot with any kind of respiratory, any upper respiratory issues. Mullen is used for that, used a lot of times for with asthma, but it helps with secre- and, those And I think you've helped me along the way. Even for, I wrote in my Rusty Moo book about body care, and that was basically a lot from what I've learned from you. But that's a powerful way because, again, I remember when the kids growing up, it's amoxicillin, yeah. it's all right. that stuff, constantly headache, aches, yeah. bad gut health. I didn't know any of this yeah. stuff. And I wish yeah. I would have, we would have been, both of us would have this yeah. knowledge of the way we're at. Anything else besides that? So those um, from ear some infections? Other really interesting things to do is, one, number one, chiropractic. The chiropractors will, if you take your child to the chiropractor, a lot of times they just manipulate right behind the ear here. They manipulate that bone. And that can really get things draining really well, because that's what we just want to do. We just want to get it draining. We're not necessarily always going to stop the fluid. And then that's where eustachian tubes come in, the PE tubes. They, they put those in to, to keep that, that, those tubes open. But the problem is with that, you'll see kids having repeated tubes being, they, fi- they fall out after a mm. while. 
So they get tubes over and over again. And so going to the chiropractor and doing, Jill Marlin's taught me a lot from a peak performance physical therapy that almost everything comes from the spine. Yeah. So if you can look yeah. at chiropractic medicine and things like that, I think yeah. that's a great idea. Never and thought of that. another easy thing is to take some essential oil and again, go behind that ear and mm. it would go around the ear and just down. So you're basically pulling the fl fluid into the lymph system. So again, to get it to drain. Any specific essential oil you would recommend? Anything that was is going to be more respiratory oriented, like eucalyptus would be good. <laughs> Young Living makes one called RC that I really like. Lavender oil is basically, they call that kind of the all, it just, it yeah. can do everything. So if you don't know which oil to use, just go for lavender because it can, it's got Yeah, lavender oil. or eucalyptus would probably be a great idea yes. to put just around the ear. You just do, and you do, okay, just so always want to stroke downward. Going so we got the food. The going down. We got the dairy. We have the drops. And then the other thing is, again, I go back to, always go back to the gut health and looking at a probiotic. It's not the first thing you do, but sometimes... If a child is not getting those things in their diet, which a lot of times they're not, it's it can sometimes help to just boost that gut health so they, they're not. This is why we recommend spirulina crella for the kids because. Exactly. It helps with that gut. Yeah. They, if you looked at Brady, will just chew it like a M&M. &M, and it's just good for Kristen as in doing that. So yep. that gives us a lot of information on the ears. So we got the drops. We'd look at the food. So the drops would be garlic and mullein. We talked a little bit about the uh, essential oils. We talked about chiropractic health and then get the gut healthy, obviously, for almost everything. And then probably another one I'd add on that is to just get some things moving would be to be jumping on a little like So like your lymphatic tramp, system? Mm -hmm. Trampoline. I yep. like that. Just to get the, something moving in there. Just because get it moving. really, if you think about the body, anytime anything stops, it always wants to be in motion, no matter yeah. what's going on. If anything stops... Things, fluids aren't leaving. Yes, yeah, not, the body's not eliminating. breast cancer, different kinds of things. Yeah. The lymph system needs to Got to get Floyd moving to have a bowel movement. Yep. All right, which leads us into the next, next one, one. Yeah. which is your bowel. And talk this us a little bit so about that. Easy. I know, so I love, easy. you taught me this 100 years ago. And then one of the sayings I used to always say to parents is, I would get these feeding evaluations, right? They'd say, oh, the child's not eating. Then I would say, are they pooping? And then they're like, no, they're not. They don't, they have a bowel movement once a week. But my doctor said that's perfectly fine. I'm like, okay, children almost go, every time they eat, they almost have a bowel movement. So at least one to two times a day. And they need water, they need fiber, and they need foods that are very rich in magnesium, which we talk all the time about that. Magnesium is the relaxing mineral of the body. It has to come through food. You can take magnesium supplements, but there's plenty of foods out there that children like. Yeah, we don't need to do that. We yeah. just need to get them eat oatmeal and some real fruit and stuff to yep, get yep. that fiber and the magnesium, and magnesium food. So I look at that first, and a lot of times I'll find out that they're not getting enough water. And water doesn't necessarily have to just be water. There's a lot of kids, if they're eating enough fruit, mm -hmm. they're going to be getting enough water. So that's number one. Let's back up for just a second. I think that's a big point is the water. Because if I looked at, I'll just use my, our grandkids or myself, it's a challenge. They get busy, whatever. If you're having problems with that bowel movement, and if we, you and I, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago in one of our podcasts, we grew up on keopectate. Yeah. So we had diarrhea. If we're having diarrhea or we're constipated, something's out of, out of whack. 
Yep. So now it's out of balance because it's always about out, balance. It's all about the balance. So again, that's a great question to ask is what's the bowels looking like? It's train in, train out. This is how children work. If they don't have a bowel movement, then they're backed up and their intuitive nature is going to be not to eat. But as adults, we just keep packing it in. But children are different. They know when their body isn't feeling right. And it's amazing how they have, in fact, we were, I was watching Paige, our granddaughter, this weekend, and she hadn't gone to the bathroom. And I noticed she had some fluid, some discharge or a little bit of snot coming out. And I said, oh, honey, you just need to have a big poop. And she said, oh, yeah, Heek, we need, I need a big poop. She had a big poop that day, and then that discharge stopped. And it was like she just bounced right back. It's amazing when you eliminate how well we all feel good. Yeah. So they got to drink the water. They got to eat foods high in magnesium fiber. They got to get moving because mm-hmm. if you're trying to get yeah. them to get a, have a bowel movement, they got to move. So, good so fats, as we know, healthy fats, Chia, flax, flax, all of those things. Cod kids, liver oil. You can really get yeah. anything that's a lubricant that's like a food like that. I always tell them, fast. you guys, you take yep. this, you're not going to have a problem pooping. Yep. And dairy, again, is a clogger. A lot of times the kids yeah. just can't break that dairy down, especially if your child has those balls. Their poop looks like those little pebbles. Yeah, they're this. That tells you they have a lot of constipation, a lot of dryness right. inside their bowels. So Yeah, get them to drink one. that water, get them to eat the healthy fats, get them to consume magnesium foods, which mostly is in fruit. Sometimes but, the position, the squatty potty, make sure squatty potty supported. Yeah, the squatty potty. I remember Kristen bought me a squatty potty. I'm like, Kristen, why do I have a squatty potty? She goes, Dad, it'll make you eliminate easier. I'm like, yep. I it don't have a problem. It puts the position of the pelvis in <laughs> right. yeah. I get it. People are like, it's what good. are you talking about, a squatty potty? Yeah. So that's an easy one. GERD is probably the other digestive issue that I see a lot. And that's a lot of times just looking at those processed foods. If yeah, just the pH is out of whack a little yes. bit there. All right. So yep. bowel movement's a big deal. Then from mm-hmm. there, we move into number three, which is emotional distress. Walk us through that a little bit. Okay. Especially the the population that I was serving birth to three, there's tantrums all the way along there, right? Because children just use emotional outbursts or melting down, as people want to call it. or the, A lot of times it's just in a nervous system emotional discharge. So a lot of times if their body is so revved up, which our kids are so revved up, it can really make their nervous system out of whack. So one of the things that, that's been really interesting for, I've just learned this by accident, is I have one of those vibration plates, which you do too. And what they are is they just jiggle, they're electric and they just jiggle your whole body. And there's a lot of reasons that they're really powerful. But for the kids, just sitting on that before they go to bed, it's amazing. That's just one idea of what I'm talking about. So they really need that movement. And a lot of times I coach the families on, making sure that they get enough physical movement, just like you were talking about in the summertime when they're outside. So being out in sunlight is really important. Getting some outdoor time, limiting screen time before they go to bed. Again, making sure they're having those foods that their brain is going to calm down with, like the cod liver oil, the magnesium foods, all of those types of foods that help to relax the body, which is going to obviously relax the nervous system. Those are going to be some big things. Homeopathically, I love something called Calm Fort, F-O-R-T-E, Calm Forte. It is basically a little sugar pellet that you just put in the child's mouth, and 
it just, it works like magnesium, but it's on a completely different level. It's on an energy-based level. That's how homeopathy works. It's like cures, and that's a whole nother podcast, but homeopathy. Where would you get that at? Health food store. Okay. So So that's Calm Forte. Yes. And they've done a really nice job. used to have to know, homeopathy is based on, like I said, like for cures like, where you'd have to know the symptoms and then you treat based on the symptoms. Now they make it really easy for you. They've got a homeopathic version for colic, a homeopathic er, version for ear infections, Mm. for colds, for flu, all of the different ones. So they're out there. They're really easy, accessible, and babies and children are safe to take though, and they're approved by the FDA. And you talk about touch. Talk about touch for a second with the nervous system. Yes. Massage is one of the things I teach my families. As we know, when we've done a massage in an adult, you you just get very calm from that because that deep pressure touch releases those endorphins to get the body to calm down. So just even doing something like that before bed, just you don't it doesn't have to be a full body massage. Maybe you just massage their tummy or you massage their arms or their legs, but any kind of deep pressure touch is going to help with that. They have things now like weighted blankets and these all these different weighted things that do also help with with those things too, but a lot of times just a massage would will do the trick. It's interesting again as kids, most of the kids like touch, most of them, not all of them, but most yeah. of them. But it's interesting when you touch their scalp or their feet or maybe their calves or the back of their legs. Yep. They just and some ca- kids like that tickly. That's it, ve- that can be very calming. So it it's very, depends on the child, yeah. but generally deep pressure touch is the touch they're going to accept the best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that can really be helpful. They even have sheets now that are like stretchy, almost mm-hmm. like that Under Armour material. That's like a pocket, almost like a kangaroo. Yeah. And the kids get in there and they get that pressure on their body. Yeah. Because I remember you talking about that as if you're, you have a young infant and you're they just That's get what the sleep so sacks close. Are about. Yeah. The sleep sacks are amazing because what it is, it's a boundary. Their feet touch a boundary and they're yeah. looking for that boundary. Back in the day when we, our kids, we had the bumper in the crib and yes. our kids would be like yes. moving their head up to against that. Is know, that why Floyd likes point? to lean up next exactly. to me when he sleeps? They just love that pressure touch. Yeah. Exactly. And some kids need that Keeps more than other Pushing kids. me off the bed. Yeah. Yep. So the emotional, if they're having a meltdown, because again, I think we've all had experience of that. Mm-hmm. But is there anything like during that meltdown? You talk about obviously during that episode, but I found that we've done a lot with schools. But breath is such a big deal. Yes, if for you the can nervous teach system. Kids how to? I start with saying, "Okay, we're going to bur- blow out a birthday cake." Mm. So understanding that just, just because sometimes when you try to or get your belly to to come up, that kind of thing, put the book on the belly. Some of those kinds of things can really be helpful. I've also done the emotional freedom technique, which is the tapping mm. to the different spots. Kids love that. They just love that. And That's interesting. I like that idea. So it's just tapping of the of the fates. It's actually, there's, I want to say it's 10 or 12 points. You can look it up. It's called The Tapping Solution online. Mm. And there's a three-minute video, and they show you exactly how to do it. You start here. And then you move up to the eye and then you're doing, basically you're touching all these different um, acupuncture points, acupressure points, Mm -hmm. and that helps the body to calm down. Now, as adults, you can do it for anxiety and say, even though I'm feeling very anxious, 
this tapping is going to help me be calm. And you do like three rounds. Do you remember, do you ever ha- remember, did you have real Turcotte at Sexton? Yeah. And do the applications of physiology? Mm-hmm. I, I wrote about that. But when I was a junior in high school and actually a senior in high school, we took this application into physiology and it was, everybody called it the sleep class. But really what it was, muscle contraction, relaxation, muscle contraction and relaxation. And you're teaching the nervous system basically how to slow down. Yes. And right. I was thinking later on, we don't think of it while we're in school, but this should be taught everywhere. Yeah. Or the breathing techniques. Breathing is huge. It's so and huge. Why it's not, it's becoming popular now, right. but for children even, you can teach children how to breathe. Well, even, you know, hot and cold yeah. therapies turn into a, such a big deal. We've yeah. been talking about it forever, but right. those are all things, hot and cold therapy, the touch, the breath. These yeah. are really, I mean, we should be teaching our kids right. at an early age. This is a skill. Right. And again, go back to even like essential oils. So having a diffuser in their room mm. is really helpful. So you could diffuse Love that. some lavender at nighttime. And then during the day, it can be really powerful to do some of those citrus oils because citrus keeps you alert mm. but calm. So it's a nice, I've done that with daycares. I brought citrus oil in and talked to them about that. You know, when I was writing my book, I would set up my, you know, what do you call it, where you get the nice yeah, the atmosphere yeah, and everything yeah. else. But I have, I need to get my diffuser out. I mean, I have this beautiful globe. It's beautiful. Yeah. There's no reason I can't have there's it here. Different, there's different, different oils, oils you can use. Uh, Absolutely. Clarity. There's different. Right. So there's many different things, but kids generally love the citrus So again, so everybody think about that. Maybe you have a diffuser you have at home. Yes. I've just gotten away from that a little bit. I like that idea. I used to like when with my kids when I'd come home is the first thing I'd have them do is to do some movement. We wouldn't do homework right away. So I would have them just do a lot of movement, just go out, play basketball, just do those kinds of things before we sit down to do homework because that would help, again, calm the nervous system through the movement. And then when we came in, no TV on, I had to have candles going and I'd have some kind of music in the diffuser. Mm. And they would... Pick, sometimes they would decide which what's maybe that's they my want. mistake when I was in going to school. I didn't get outside enough early before I was having the bad behavior anyway. Um, yeah. No, you were outside all the time. All the yeah. time. All right. So number four, which kind of leads into what we've been talking about, is sleep. So number mm-hmm. four is sleep. So walk us through a little bit about that for the kids. Yeah, because I was putting the two of them together so again. Going back to looking at their diet, any ultra processed foods is going to jack your nervous system up, no matter what. It's just going to jack your nervous system up because you're getting sugar, you're getting a lot of preservatives, additives, GMO, all those kinds of things are going to affect the nervous system. Looking again back at those magnesium-rich foods, looking at fish oil, looking at anything to calm the brain, limiting screen time. Screen time can really, let's, and let's, I know it's let's, hard. Let's stop for a second there. Screen time a lot this is what stuff. makes me a little, really nervous about our kids, next generation, everywhere. Me, I'm not a. I, I'm I'm happy that I'm not interested so much in my phone and all the stuff that comes with it. But it's I a, make my family crazy. I think it's that. a. I think it's turned into a major problem. I was traveling to Atlanta last week, and I was in the airport, and I was just being. I try not to be that guy sometimes, but I'm looking around, and everybody's got their head down, bad posture, everything else, and they're all engaged in their phone. They're not really talking to anybody. But it's, it's almost odd to see somebody not doing that, isn't it? You know? uh, and so I, I really yeah. get nervous or anxious about the kids building these such poor habits mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and looking at that and the nervous system never really getting a chance to relax 
which it's leads just, to bad sleep. You can never get out of sympathetic. You're at a low level sympathetic nervous all the time. system all the time. And then on top of that, to not, I, you know, I go down this rabbit hole really easy, but I've, we've moved to Sanibel in Florida and with a new house, because we lost our house in, in the hurricane. And with a new house, they have to have these smart meters. So um, I was noticing wasn't sleeping. The 5G is part of, mm. and I'm very sensitive to what's called electromagnetic fields. They call them EMFs. And you can go up to your outlets. You can go up to, and so if you think about it, these are little bodies that are going to absorb that, yes. those frequencies a lot, even more yes. so than adults. Yep. And so some of those things can be very powerful too. So that's the screen time's going to do that. The phones are going to do that. Even your Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. Dave just thinks I'm nuts because I want the Wi-Fi turned. I want everything turned off at night. It's the whole blue light. I want everything, yeah. the dark room, all of yeah. that really can affect. Heavy blankets, temperature, right. temperature magnesium, sure cold daily enough, movement. All of that. Because if, if the kids aren't sleeping, that's a major problem. Right. And then they develop such bad habits because this is what I'm dealing with right now. Where do these bad habits around sleep develop? They have to develop sometime. Yes. And right. they developed really early on. And now I, I hear this all the time. I just don't sleep. Mm -hmm. What? You just, I just don't sleep. I only require four hours of sleep. No, you don't. If you want to have a healthy brain. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a big deal to get these well, habits to, developed early on. Like we've talked about, like, Sleep, just like getting into healthy eating habits, you have to get, it's like, it's a um, hygiene, like they call it sleep hygiene. Yes. You have to do those steps, you know, wind down before you go to bed. I know if I'm watching TV, if I don't have the blue blocker. And I like the word you just said, wind down, because I always tell people, you don't want to land a plane abruptly. You need to have a long runway. Yes. And it's the same thing with your sleep. You need to have that runway into sleep, especially with your kids. Right. You know? And- the other piece that I can't say enough about, and it's hard here in Michigan, but is to get outside because if we can get some of that sunshine and sunshine, when it comes through your irises, it's really downloading so that you're going to make, you'll have serotonin, which then makes your melatonin, mm -hmm. which then will help you sleep. And I noticed when any, like I said, when we were with Paige, we went to the zoo, we were outside, it was cold, but she got back and she was exhausted, just exhausted. And she's used to going all the time, but I think it was just the fresh air, all the things. All that, the stuff. Like kids sleep better in the summer. Yeah. They just do because they tend to be outside more. It was interesting. So. We did a, a conference a couple weeks back and it was called Heal a Healer. And I remember one of the presenters talked about dopamine and serotonin and pleasures, dopamine and happiness is serotonin. Again, we need to really get back to why are they craving this? Because that's the dopamine Right. But if we can get more serotonin, that's gut health, and that's the sunlight, and that's the, yeah. all that stuff that goes with that. Yeah. All right, so one of, the last one's one of my favorites you're going to talk about, number five, and it's your skin. Mm -hmm. So the skin, as we've talked about with before, that's been in my book about the bulls. So yep. the skin is going to be, is your biggest detoxifying organ. It's your biggest organ, but it's one of the biggest detoxifying organs. And so if you see children, it's not necessarily normal for children to have skin issues. And the one I see the most is eczema. So they typically have it like around armpits, behind the knees, sometimes on the side of the trunk. They'll have these little patches. And again, first thing I do is go back to their diet. What's in their diet? That's, because the skin is going to try to push things out, push things yeah, out. Yeah, you've always said that. 
Body yeah. heals from the inside out. out. Top down top, in reverse top order down. that the symptoms occurred. So repeat yes. that. Body heals from, from the from the inside out. Inside out. Top down. So top you're going to heal from your head before you are your feet. If your feet are a mess, you need to do something up here first. Um, and and then, you had a lot. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you go to the locker room and at the MAC and you see these older gentlemen's feet and you're like, wow, what what's going on here? But the feet is the skin shows yes, a lot. The skin shows a lot. And and then from in the reverse order that symptoms appear, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if the symptom just came, then that's going to be the first symptom to go away. If you have a symptom you've had for 12 years, that's going to be the last symptom to go away. So it has to go down that rabbit hole. For me, and it wasn't so much for you, but I had bad skin for 10 years of my life. Oh, and they used, they used to always mm -hmm. give us stuff, topical yeah. creams, oral meds. And when I cleaned up my diet, my skin got better almost instantly. So when I hear right. this all the time, and you've talked about this forever, and, and go back to the bulls just for a second, just to review some of you not familiar with the bulls, B-U-L-S. So walk them through the bulls. That's, a, that's basically how we eliminate. So you need to have all five of your elimination channels open. Got to have the superhighway open. You have to have that before you start any detoxifying plan, before you get into all, before you get in the weeds about something, just go back to the basics. So we do, we look at that first. When somebody says to me, I really want to lose weight or I really, I say, well, okay, let's look at the bowls first. Got to get so, the highway open. Yep. So bowels, you got to be eliminating one to two times a day. Urinary system. And, and let's stop for that. So yep. I did an event last, this past week, and one of the people in the audience said, whatever's normal for you. I'm like, no, that's not true. If you're eliminating once every two days, that's a great sign that something's out of balance. Right. So it might be normal for you, but it's not normal. Mm -hmm. So we should be eliminating one. As soon as Floyd eats, I take him out for a walk. He's going to eliminate. So right. that's the first one is the bulls and the bee, right. the bowel. One and if two. you think about that with animals, they're so oh. sequential like that. They, oh. And then they have all this energy. They've oh, gone yeah. to the bathroom and now they're ready oh, to go. Oh, yeah. He's ready you know? to go. Yeah. All right. So number two. Is the urinary system. So, so again, if I'm eliminating. Yep. You just want to make sure that you're hydrating enough and you can tell that by the color of your urine. Does yeah. it look like a white wine, like a Chardonnay? Yeah. Is it not cloudy is it can you see right through it it's got it doesn't have and then it doesn't have a smell and you can overhydrate too yeah exactly. so that's so another you don't want your your urine to be clear always clear correct mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah matthew yeah. cross used to always talk about that when we did some work with him and dr phil but your wine your urine should look like chardonnay all right so then what's the two l's the lung the lungs so you're eliminating through your lungs we don't think about we're eliminating through our lungs but if we or these shallow breathers all the time, and we're never getting those deep, really good deep breaths. We're not working that diaphragm. There's like you talk all the time. You bring you've brought that to that space really nicely about how you we can change our state instantly, instantly by changing just how you by breathe, changing your breathing. Yeah. So working whether you're working hard running, children do a pretty good job with their lungs because they scream. But I like what you said too: is blow out some birthday candles. Yep. Or like have them blow up a balloon. They're really working their diaphragm hard. Some and then your second L. Is the lymph system. And this is a, a system that is overlooked. But the only way the lymph system can work is through massage where somebody else is moving it or you're moving it through exercise and that kind of thing. It so doesn't have a pump. We need to be the, have a pump. We need to help the pump. And that's really important to get those toxins moving. Because again, back to when I was saying that 
If things get stagnant in the body, that's when we got problems. And not so much for the kids, but certain things we don't want. Like you said at the beginning, we do not want to, before we work with the kids on this or adults, got to get the super highways open. But a big part of the lymph is we're not going to block it. Right. So we're not using antiperspirants and things like that to block the armpit. So right. that's a big one. We when you can look have at, deodorant. You can deodorant, have deodorant is going to have a scent, but yeah. you're still going to sweat through it. You can have it. crystals, you can do deodorant. Yes. But yes. if you can't eat it, sometimes you want to put it on your body. Okay. And the last one is what we're talking about is the skin. Yeah. As you said before, if the skin is showing you something, Which the body's... very much related to gut health. Right so to gut I health. when I see pe- children like having some issues with their skin, I'll I'll review their diet. I'll talk about their elimination. We have to just go back to the basics, get an idea of what's happening there. And then maybe they're not getting certain nutrients. Maybe they're not getting those omega-3 fats that really help the skin. We need fat in our diet and children do not get a lot of times get enough fat. Yeah. So especially families out there, make sure your kids are getting healthy fats. That's the cod liver oil, the flax, the chia, Mm -hmm. the nuts, the seeds. All of those kinds of things. Olive oil, coconut oil, avocados. We want to get the the healthy fat. Which would be, you know, the spirulina corella and just the foods. And just start eating real live foods. If the food's live, it's generally going to have a bunch of nutrients plus the fiber and all this stuff with us. So I think that's the big deal because when you look at if the bowls are not open, you're going to have a lot of problems, whether it's the gut's not because working something's right. Stuck. Something's stuck. Something not, is not moving. Correct. Exactly. And, and I remember you. You remember this too. Acne, and I had severe dandruff. Mm. Hello. I remember when I was like a junior in high school. I couldn't wear anything dark because it would be like pig pen and Charlie right. Brown. It's this stuff's flying everywhere, and I'm like, wow. And they'd give me this shampoo or this lotion, whatever. It was my gut. So right. if your kids are really having problems with their skin, we need to focus right. on that. And then the other piece that I want to say about that is usually you'll get like a cortisone or some type of cream. That's what I got. And it's not that those aren't helpful. They will treat the symptoms. But the problem is with something like that is you're driving the issue in deeper. Correct. So we're not allowing the skin to release because sometimes usually things have to get better before they get worse because the skin is really trying to push it out. Yeah. And you're not trying to overdo everything. You're just waking up here. So. Right. All right, so quick review. So we talked a little about what's wrong with my kid. We're not trying to say there's anything wrong with your kid. Mm -hmm. But if you have these things, and we discussed ear infections, the bowel, the tummy, uh, emotional distress, which kind of led into sleep, which is number four. And last but not least is... Number five the skin. is a skin. And looking at putting on the skin things that are naturally occurring in nature. So whether it be, I've really gotten into tallow because tallow is from an animal. And so it matches up with the human body much better than even coconut oil. I still love coconut oil. Yeah. Again, back to matching really up great. with nature. Yeah. Yep. Whether it's avocado oil, almond oil, coconut oil tallow yes. is your you your just co- want something that's not and the same thing goes with toothpaste yep uh, think all about the, all, all the, the stuff that you put products. in the body care products yes. again just step back everybody and say hey what's my toothpaste like what do I, what kind of soaps do i use all that stuff adds up because that creates this toxicity if we don't allow the body to live. And it's like with children, there's baby oil, there's all these different yes. lotions. You just don't want something to be petroleum-based right. you know, it's get, just going to sit just, on top just of the Just step skin. back, don't get crazy with that. Yeah. All right, so as we wrap this up, is there anything else you want to discuss? One last thing, two things, anything? I think I, we covered a lot of ground I here. I think we did cover a lot of ground. I can tell you, though, if you're 
with my book, just so people understand, the back part of the book is where you look up the issue, like your infections. Yeah, it's this is but such the, a this is the such a great front part of the issue of the book is basically setting it up. What is yeah. it you need in your diet? In, what is in, what's the common not? theme in, in your book yeah. is it's very thin and it's easy. easy to just go, okay, it's not overwhelming everybody. So if you're interested in this, reach out to us. Remember, ontargetliving.com. And we'll answer any of your questions. I'll even put you in touch with my sister. Yeah, for sure. We talked the other day. She's retired, but she's not retired. We're, we're just in the second wind because she's got a lot more to give and share. And, and it's the same thing for me as things are slowly transitioning, but we're not going away. Yeah. We, we still have a lot to share and a lot of experience. You have 38 years in, the, in your profession. Yes. And you're not yeah. done. It's just you're done with that stage of your life. So if anybody has any questions, remember ontarioliving.com. We're happy to help you any way we can. And remember, you always have the power to feel your best. Hope you have a wonderful end of your November and we'll see you next time. Yeah.